24, and the team storms the field to mob Chris Perry. WCBN Sports, 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor, WCBN.org. Grabs on to attempt it for the Wolverines. Holds her breath, Ann Arbor, as the bar gets set. Places down, kick is up. It's long enough. It's good! It's good! Michigan wins the game! Michigan shocks Washington, and the Wolverines are victorious! Your radio is on. It's on 88.3 FM. WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor's 24-hour open-minded radio surprise pudding. Licensed to the regents of the University of Michigan. Operated by students at the University of Michigan. Uniquely maintained as a healthy alternative and a positive influence on the mental health of the Ann Arbor community. You are here. Well, it's time for another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim DeWire. And, well, I'm just going to dispose of this rather quickly. I'm going to give a brain damage award to uh, completely irresponsible U of M football fans and MSU football fans. Uh, The litter this weekend was absolutely ridiculous. I've been a deadhead all my life, and I've partied like that before. But I put my trash in to designated uh, plastic bags and uh, get rid of it properly uh, to throw uh, paper and peas and confetti and all kinds of garbage all over the place is uh, completely irresponsible. And you get a brain damage award. Yeah, and, you know, I'm going to extend the brain damage award to Mary Sue Coleman because I think the university needs to step up and take some responsibility for the shenanigans of the fans. This last game, this uh, last weekend, is is the most egregious example of the open sewer uh, attitude that uh, you mentioned the trash, all sorts of, uh, maybe we should tax the red cups because you find them littered all over the lawn. I have a friend who rides the bus in from Ipsy to work on Saturday morning, and uh, when he arrived uh, at uh, our place of employment, the look on his face was utter shock and dismay at something he'd seen at a tailgating party from the bus on his way 
up Packard Street. Before the game. Before the game. <laughs> this is like 11.15, 11.20 something. And there was a guy uh, on his hands and knees vomiting while someone urinated on him. Oh, great. While others looked on laughing and filming it with their cell phone cameras. I'm sure it's on YouTube. It's probably on YouTube. And uh, while this may be funny to the uh, more pathetic individuals, this is just thoroughly disgusting. And uh, if I invited, uh, you know, an eighth of a million people into my neighborhood and they behaved this way, my neighbors would not like me very much, even if I were one of the primary employers in my neighborhood, which, of course, the university is. But... Uh, the foot traffic, the the you know vehicular traffic. Uh, there needs to be a greater police presence in the downtown area. They do a fine job patrolling the game. Uh, I looked up the statistics on that, and the police were very busy at the game. Sixty-four ejections from the game uh, for various reasons. Most of them alcohol, overly intoxicated. One hundred and eighty-two people were treated by medical personnel. Sixteen taken to hospital. The actual statistics of what sort of uh, reasons they needed medical treatment are not available, but uh, it's a pretty safe bet that most were alcohol poisoning Yeah, and related. there's a little bit too much of the MIP nonsense as well from the Ann Arbor police and the U of M police. They need to focus more on safety, and when I read right. an article about Google spending money on a self-driving vehicle, try driving a cab on Friday or Saturday night and see if a uh, computer is going to be able to figure out all of the uh, unknown variables involved in driving a vehicle even at 10 miles an hour. Uh, so I don't know if the information yeah. will, would get to any uh, computer system quick enough to deal with uh, utter stupidity. <laughs> Now, obviously, you know, a lot of this traffic in town is good for local businesses, and so, you know, we welcome that, of course, but uh, the university needs to uh, step up and uh, pay some of the cost involved in public safety, and that's uh, exactly what uh, I'm concerned with is the public safety element of, uh, and this game is the worst of all the games that happen to be played in town. When the MSU game is in town, just you got to brace yourself for real ugliness and yeah. it just this school's reputation uh i think has been tarnished by the increasingly party school atmosphere that uh the houses on packard street are just uh, one case in point it's much worse than it was 5 10 15 20 years ago yeah i don't mind the party and it's it's just yeah, partying's fine party it's, with with some sort of sense of uh, irresponsibility yeah, responsible partying is is a different thing and uh I don't know if the red toxic sludge <laughs> in Hungary uh, has made its way uh, into the Huron River water table, but don't be surprised if it if if it hasn't. And I think that the red toxic slug sludge in Hungary that's going into the Danube River system is a perfect metaphor for our, our political. Yeah. Situation here in the United States. Yeah, especially since there's more sludge about to be busting loose. They're building a quick emergency dam to contain another leakage of this uh, aluminum plant uh, effluvians. Yeah. Makes you wonder about some of the uh, free enterprise operations going on in the uh, uh, newly liberated Eastern Europe, former Warsaw bloc. 
Uh, real quick, by the way, I noticed that the Michigan governor's debate is going to be replayed tonight mm. on C-SPAN. Uh, if you uh, have cable. And if you can stand to listen to Rick Snyder's voice His for voice very is long. kind of weird. Um, I watched parts of the debate last night while switching over to the end of a, a playoff baseball game. And uh, I thought the candidates pretty much did what they had to do. Uh, Bonero was aggressive, uh, very specific uh, in his... Uh, Agenda and what he's going to do. Uh, Snyder seemed to me to play it kind of safe and uh, talked about uh, his sort of pragmatism, I guess is a good way to kind of loosely term what he's where he's going with his approach. It was interesting on the uh, issue of social questions. He answered them quickly in one sentence and then immediately said, we don't need to worry about social issues. We need to worry about jobs, jobs, jobs. True. Uh, that, that was a pretty good point. And, uh, oh, well, what did I do with my notes from this? Uh, oh, here it is. It's in the midst of my uh, Nixon script that I was working on uh, this afternoon uh, after a couple weeks ago. Uh, he also had this interesting conversation about what he calls a value-for-money budgeting system. Uh, this is his approach to the budget. Um, I personally don't think the uh, China jobs issue is going to work for Bonero. That's just my own uh, personal opinion on that. Uh, it's just too small of a an issue at the moment about what uh, Rick Snyder might have done at Gateway. I think that there is some legitimate... Uh, journalistic analysis that probably needs to be done. It's interesting that in the Wall Street Journal, um, Bill Ballinger, editor of Inside Michigan Politics, who's frequently quoted, said, Bonero tried for a first-round knockout, but I think the story of the, the debate is that Snyder at least held his own. Jack Lessenberry, of course, uh, who writes a regular column in uh, the Metro Times mm -hmm. and appears on our... Uh, Big Brother Station, WUOM, I think he's a sensible man uh, with sensible ideas about Michigan politics, was quoted in the Wall Street Journal of today stating that uh, whatever people think of Obama here, he saved the present GM and Chrysler, and people seem to acknowledge that that was a good thing. Uh, of course, the main focus of the debate was jobs and budget deficits. Uh, they were asked a question about uh, the $1.6 billion looming budget deficit that Michigan faces and what they're going to do about it and what, quote, sacrifices are going to be asked. And I didn't think they got uh, into that sufficiently enough in terms of specifics. So um, it's kind of troubling to me when asked specifically about... Uh, how do you create jobs? Snyder's response was just this, which uh, I, I think was consistent with his performance throughout. Uh, he was cautious. He did keep things thematic. So he did his job. He thinks he's ahead in the polls. The polls say that he is, though Bonero seems to be moving uh, up on him. Um, he kept uh, things thematic, cautious. Bonero, on the other hand, was, I thought, very aggressive and very specific. 
great laundry list. Mine has spoken a little too fast at times. Uh, sort of like interpreting Barney Frank, uh, in my opinion. But I, th- I thought he did a pretty good job. But on the question of how do you create jobs, uh, the Wall Street Journal loves this uh, this line, of course. You create jobs by having free enterprise work. That's a perfectly general, vague statement that means absolutely nothing. Um, it's a trope. It's a Republican yeah. trope, and it's actually something that... Uh, is uh, concerning uh, David Axelrod, too, one of Obama's closest advisors, who uh, has been taken to task by openly criticizing the Chamber of Commerce, uh, even uh, suggesting that uh, if it is indeed true that they are paying for political ads with uh, money from foreign contributors, that it represents a threat to our democracy. Of course, this is a reference to a Supreme Court ruling from earlier this year, uh, which relaxed campaign finance rules, allowing unlimited contributions from companies and groups and uh, organizations such as the Chamber of Commerce. With very uh, sketchy disclosure, too. Yeah, that's just it. uh, Have uh, spent $33 million on campaign advertising so far. Uh, the chamber has said it plans to spend $75 million backing pro-business candidates. Uh, they're probably going to say that this, too, creates jobs, yeah. this kind of spending. But if you look into the history of the Chamber of Commerce, on paper, they sound like a reputable organization. It's an official-sounding name. Some Americans even make the mistake of assuming that they are, in fact, a branch of government, that they are an agency of the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not. It is an organization whose entire purpose is to advance the goals of free enterprise, mm-hmm. capital F, capital E, registered trademark. Deregulation. And deregulation. And Lower are, taxes these, for business. These are now. all the things that are bad for citizens, mm-hmm. bad for workers, bad for regular working taxpayers. So if the Chamber of Commerce thinks it's a good thing... Hold the phone. It's probably a bad thing for you. The Chamber of Commerce has been involved in all sorts of shenanigans and chicanery for decades, uh, very uh, clearly documented as far back as the 30s and 40s by George Saldez. Uh, They were one of the biggest funding uh, contributors of the John Birch Society. Mm -hmm. So they don't really care about jobs. Uh, well, and the question is, do they care about, Amer- about Americans? Because I think what's, right. what's been raised in the last several weeks uh, through some of the uh, journalistic investigations into their activities is that they are taking money from China, Bahrain, India, other big, um, you know, they, they call this in business, these uh, sovereign wealth entities. These right. are basically extensions of... Uh, monarchies, for instance, uh, and very troubling, as Al Franken pointed out, that money is fungible. Yes, the Chamber of Commerce will probably have the proper accounting procedures in place to indicate that they did not, quote, use any foreign money uh, for their spending. But when you consistently read that business is outspending labor 10 to 1, and this is uh, this election cycle, it may, more, may be more like 20 to 1. This is very troubling, and they have pumped in incredible quantities of money, and there are all sorts of other strange organizations out there. Carl Rove runs one. 
Uh, the Koch brothers is detailed in the Jane Meyer piece from Crossroads um, GPS is another one of these groups. Yeah, Crossroads. Not to be confused with uh, Robert Johnson or Eric Clapton, for God's sakes. You can be sure there's uh, a devil uh, looking for your soul in that organization. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this multinational uh, corporate greed and, uh, you know, the outsourcing of, of American jobs is, 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 a, is a major issue in this particular election cycle. And the Republican Party, you know, when... Rupert Murdoch is revealed to have given a million dollars both to the Republican Governors Association and a million dollars to the Chamber of Commerce. Um, this is very troubling um, incest, <laughs> to uh, use a word, between the corporate media and multinational, the multinational mm -hmm. corporate agenda, which continues to argue for very simplistic ideas, lower business taxes, lower individual income taxes, um, deregulation. And we've seen how the deregulation regime and uh, concept over the past 35, 40 years has worked. It's, for the most part, been a complete failure. We're learning more and more horror stories about the uh, oil spill in the Gulf and uh, how uh, lamely uh, the oil industry was regulated um, both in the latter parts uh, to some extent of the Clinton administration, but in particular under the um, Bush-Cheney regime, it is incredibly troubling when you hear more and more about frac fracting and this, mm -hmm. you know, going into the water table to look for gas where they're pumping chemicals into the ground with, uh, in which they don't have to comply with the Clean Water Act. Uh, this is a loophole, quote-unquote, that's called regulation. <laughs> well, water's more important than oil, in my opinion, uh, for the uh, future of human civilization, and we need to protect water uh, rather than worry about uh, cheaper oil or reducing our foreign uh, reliance on foreign oil when, uh, interestingly, uh, this weekend's Wall Street Journal had a pretty... Uh, damning uh, report about how bad our energy policy has been uh, since Ronald Reagan, which is why we have massive trade deficits, partially why uh, money is transferred out of the pockets of American consumers uh, to Bahrain mm -hmm. and other oil-producing monarchies in the Persian Gulf, the strange connection between arms sales and um, oil, and uh, the continuing troubling aspects of this whole military-industrial energy complex that's uh, connected to our political debate that uh, ends up um, not quite getting at the heart of issues. I thought that Bonero did a very good job about talking about the middle class and what his agenda really is. Uh, Snyder kept it vague, thematic, and uh, pragmatic, and politically, that may well work for him. We will see. Uh, but uh, to the credit of the Michigan debate, and I think there should be more of them, I thought that both candidates performed rather well. I watched a Senate debate between uh, the Florida candidates and a Senate debate between the Connecticut candidates on C-SPAN over the week. And to get a flavor of where things are going in this country, I, I do recommend... 
some of these Senate and governor's debates that are appearing on C-SPAN rather regularly between now and Election Day because you get a, a sense of who the candidates really are and the quality of the candidates. And the quality of the candidates, for instance, in the Connecticut senatorial race uh, are profoundly different than Christine O'Donnell, who's running a TV ad declaring that she's not a witch, <laughs> wearing her high school graduation dress or something with some nice pearls around her neck. This is just absolutely disgusting, this, this sort of saccharine um, presentation to the public in which you're not available to the media to a answer or ask questions or present what your agenda is, and you're allowed to rely on outside money that's mm -hmm. not from Delaware, that's from these murky, ghost-like organizations all over the country that are connected to big corporations and corporate interests and the continuing agenda that they've had uh, for quite some time in this country. That's scary. And when you're allowed to Twitter and tweet throughout your presidential cam uh, your senatorial campaign in the state of Delaware, by the way, O'Donnell looks like she's literally going to get clobbered um, in the uh, in the actual Senate race, and uh, she'll be appearing, I'm sure, with Sarah Palin in some sort of a reality television show next year. But uh, even the candidate, uh, the Senate, the female candidate. Uh, from uh, Connecticut. Linda McMahon? Yeah, the worldwide <clears throat> wrestling. WWF! Yeah. She looked kind of pathetic, declaring that she'd created 20 jobs a year over the last 20 years. And I thought, well, bully for you. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> 20 jobs a year. I thought that was pretty pathetic. But she came across as pretty pr professional, pretty, you know, stuck to what she had to say. And Although it is really pathetic in my eyes that these millionaires... Yeah, she's a self-financed candidate. ...business outsiders, you know, outsider has all this uh, prestige associated with it when you're running for office because it means you're not one of those people, those incompetent uh, criminals in government, uh, which, of course, is an insult to the many, many uh, career politicians who do productive work for the people of their uh, districts, um, and, you know, they do exist, uh, but how these millionaire outsiders can pass themselves off as just plain folks, and how many people take that bait. Yeah, or how the Republican Party in the, for instance, in the West Virginia Senate race, it was discovered that the RNC chairman said, we need a hickey look. And they basically took actors from some other state to make them look like truck drivers and coal miners in one of their campaign commercials. This is the, you know, exposing this pseudo slickness that's going mm -hmm. on is part of what the media needs to do. But there has to be just more than ad analysis. There has to be factual analysis into some of these controversies in which we learn... <laughs> what the facts are and what the consequences are of uh, the decisions that we make. The American people, unfortunately, are going to get the government that they deserve. They've gotten the government that they've deserved over the last 40, 50 years. Um, it's scary. Um, it's scary when you hear and, 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 and 
listen to pe the younger people in, in America who claim they're not going to vote, doesn't matter. They're the people that are going to be most affected by the mm -hmm. outcome of this election. This country is either going to go completely backwards uh, as it's been going for 40 years, or it's going to go forward with a with a with a you know a Obama's agenda, which I think for the most part, other than Afghanistan, I think he's going in the right direction for the most part. It's not going fast enough. That's the system. Um, but uh, the idea that uh, you know Marco Rubio in a Senate race can, with a straight face, say that he 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 believes that we need to keep tax cuts for, you know the top two percent to quote keep you know creating jobs when there's no evidence that that creates jobs right and then on the same time at in the same sentence in the same train of thought say that he's in favor of reducing the deficit this is remarkable and you can see from the most recent jobs uh, report that by the way is the last jobs report uh, for uh, this uh, election cycle and probably uh, foreshadows a, uh, a particularly bad year for the Democrats. The private sector is creating jobs. Well, what's interesting is last month it was the seven, uh, 77,000 Census Bureau uh, employees that were let go and local governments, which cut 76,000 uh, 76, positions as well. State governments shed 7,000 workers. That stimulus money that Rubio claimed over and over and over was complete failure. Um, was rebutted fairly effectively by Charlie Crist and the Democratic candidate that, no, it saved 20,000 teachers' jobs in the state of Florida. They'd be out of work and our schools would be understaffed mm -hmm. if we hadn't used that stimulus money. Um, there is a complete breakdown uh, in this country on the understanding of basic macroeconomics. Um, I don't know uh, how we can educate these people, but uh, something needs to be done. Well, you wonder if people like that actually believe what they're saying when they talk out of both sides of their mouth and say, we don't want to uh, you know, get rid of the tax cut on people who make over 250000 I mean, let's face it, uh, amongst uh, the listeners of... Uh, this program at this very moment, how many of us know even one person who makes $250,000 or more? You know, I could name some people who do because they're known entities, but personally, no. No, the average American does not know anyone who makes that much money personally. Yeah. And so why aren't they paying their share? If you talk about individual household budgets... Uh, there are decisions and choices to make, and how much do you put away in savings? How much do you invest in in you know proving the infrastructure of your house? You you make choices about the you know decisions that uh, are facing your future. Yeah, and our country has given up uh, thinking about the future because everybody is oh well we want to cut taxes. Taxes are bad. People have been brainwashed to think that taxes are simply money that is utterly wasted. Now many of our tax dollars are wasted, but the people who complain about wasteful spending never address the unchecked military budget. Yes. The military does nothing to merit 50% uh, of American spending. Not not of the discretionary spending. And when you get super outrage. superficial questions from uh, in, in the Michigan debate, one, one uh, question that I was very critical of was that uh, one of the questioners asked each candidate if they would forego their salary. 
knowing full well that Bonero is a kind of a middle-class guy that can't possibly forego his salary, whereas Rick Snyder can. Mm. So this makes Snyder look like he's against wasteful spending. Well, look, the governor's salary isn't going to make a uh, any sort of a dent in a the one state budget, right? Yeah, one point six billion dollar budget, and it, it, it's this sort of superficiality that's very troubling. You know, California passed a budget. And I'll use the Wall Street Journal to report on this. This is fascinating how the the, the books are cooked here. Uh, it, it this this the, these are the the budget cuts that that were involved here. It says it includes seven point five billion dollars in cuts in education public safety, and, quote, other areas, whatever that means, anticipates $2.4 billion in higher revenue from delaying a company's tax break, assumes $5.4 billion in new federal aid. <laughs> Where, how, how and why are that, is that going to come? Maybe it's military spending. That's the stimulus package that uh, the teabaggers are so upset about. So how is that a legitimate uh, issue in, in dealing with a... Uh, $18 billion budget deficit in the state of California um, puts a measure on a future ballot to strengthen the, quote, state's rainy day fund. Well, what the heck's that? <laughs> it's a bottle uh, with coins in it. <laughs> this is snake oil, folks. Um, this is garbage. This is nonsense. This is the sy system that we live in, in which, you know, generally accepted accounting principles are thrown out the window, um, and nothing concrete is done. Um, private, you know, the economy is, is doing marginally better, but it, it's going to go in reverse if uh, the polls are accurate. <laughs> and hopefully they're not. Or to paraphrase Woody Allen, America's at a crossroads. We have a choice between utter hopelessness and despair or total extinction. Hopefully we'll make the right choice. <laughs> Woody yeah. Allen, the ultimate pessimist. <clears throat> that is a good quote. Oh, by the way, I guess uh, we're uh, being told that it is time to cut out. Um, so. Uh, oh, okay. Well, we'll have to uh, save these uh, things about the successful business model of the Somali pirates for next week, as yeah. well as a charming photo of Kim Jong-il and his son looking oh so detached and... Uh, Puffy. Puffy, puffy, puffy. Well, that's what he gets for watching all those Daffy Duck cartoons. Well, you're despicable. Opening popcorn all day. <laughs> Thanks to Andrew for engineering this evening. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next right here on this fine station. And uh, sorry to hear about the passing of Solomon Burke. Uh, you want to talk about one of the best shows I ever saw, man. It was Solomon Burke at the House of Blues in New Orleans. And while he's not Yazoo City Calling style blues, he's got that gospel soul. Powerful voice. Hopefully we'll hear some Solomon Burke on WCBN FM Ann Arbor this week. And uh, hate to Frank say Frank Uly will play some later tonight. There's only one station, uh, very few stations in America that would uh, honor uh, a man of this uh, incredible uh, artistic genius.